Yo. Hello. Welcome to What Do You Like? This is a combo episode with the Metal Project. So I've got Hunter with me and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. Um, so this is kind of a combination because we uh, saw Rockfest in Cadet, Wisconsin this year. We went for, Hunter and I went for two days. Annabelle went for one, and instead of kind of like a deep, not a deep dive, because we don't, I don't think we go into exactly deep dives of bands. I'm, I'm just here thinking that I've been saying cat it wrong this entire time. No, it's Kadot. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> I say it wrong. It looks like it should be pronounced like it's French, Kadot. The two T's means it's a hard T at the end. We saw uh, two days of the three-day festival, and... We're not really like we're not really gonna deep dive into all the works that each of the groups did, but we are gonna give kind of our thoughts and our own experiences, and I guess trying to figure out, you know, for some maybe even for some of the bands that we're not a huge fan of, why they still have um, an interest and in what they uh, still do well. You know, this is a generally positive show. Sometimes yeah, with some jokes. I would say overall, like, kind of putting, not to bury the lead too much, this was super fun. This was a super cool festival to go to, super cool to see a bunch of bands. It's a three-day festival, and that's a lot, so two days was a good amount for us. One day was all, would have also been fine, but two days was, was good. We got to see a couple cool bands. Overall, it was also really well put together, because, again, I'm putting on my logistics cap. Getting that many people into basically an empty field, super cool. But I'll take off my logistics cap and carry on. So the other thing I would say is the bands in this lineup, a majority of them were definitely not geared towards us. Um, not even no, close for not, me. Not even close. Um, there were, I mean, there was one thing that you really didn't like, which I understand why they didn't do it, and that was no moshing was allowed, which for bands like... Yeah, I mean... I understood why you're talking about a field full of gravel. You can't really mosh safely in gravel. Plus, there's really enough people that it would have been a mess. And you can't really control huge dudes not hitting into children and stuff. So it's kind of hard to see Lamb of God and not mosh. Yeah, but you also couldn't have moshed even if you had seen them because you couldn't get to the pit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. I don't know why the pit was closed. But because was, oh, well, you had to buy a ticket. I don't know why the pit separate tickets. That's what I mean. Because they're trying to avoid people getting crushed. Mm. Which is a fair point. And I think that leads up to the fact that they did organize this, even though there were pay, pay walls for some things. They did do it for organizational purposes. And that makes sense. For a festival that's in the Midwest, it was pretty midwestern and that's not exactly the type of bands that we typically are typically go for but it's you know but that doesn't mean that they are bad bands yeah and i mean i enjoyed the festival i personally prefer like small shows in a bar with like 10 people and we all know each other and half of them are the band but like (laughs) you know it was still fun to go see a bunch of people uh Listen to some good music. Listen to music. Uh, I would say if you are going to have drinks or want food or anything, bring it with you. I don't know if they were allowing like water. You couldn't bring stuff in, but you could bring it with you to the car and like walk out and yeah, eat it there. Yeah, yeah. The, the car's not far. Otherwise, the lines do get pretty long unless yeah. you're like on the set. 
and everybody's like watching the band and not paying yeah. attention to. Yeah. None of the lines were awful, but there definitely were a couple of spots where it's like, eh, this is like a five, ten minute wait for getting a drink or getting some mm-hmm. food. It was also very carnival-y food, for lack of a better word. Um, food truck food. Food truck, the, food truck food, but like state fair level. The, the overall food. vibe that I got from it was like a state fair, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I, I went in, I see balloons and flags. It There's is a, a Midwestern dude. festival, and the Midwestern festival is a tiny bit always going to have some white trash. Hey, Jesus was walking around, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> to be fair, it was also like 80 and really goddamn hot. It was. <laughs> so we, we did have fun, and it makes me want to go and see festivals that have uh, a lineup that interests me way more. For example, Hellfest, which had an insane lineup this year. They had Nightwish, Avatar, Ghost, Opeth, to name a couple. I I mean, even the one that I sent you uh, in Virginia in September, it's got I Prevail, I think Arrow was there, a bunch of metal slash death metal core uh, bands. That's definitely more of what we would listen to. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, uh, Vakken. I always have I've wanted to go there <laughs> since I saw, you know, so, like just lo- recordings that they release. It looks absolutely insane. But this was not, I don't think this is a failure. I think for something that's close to us, it was a good, it was a good time just to spend a weekend. Yeah, it was fun. Get out of the house. That's a nice drive over there too. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, so I think we'll start with the bands that we saw. We Hunter and I were there a little earlier. I wanted to t- check out this one tribute band. They were called Rebel Queens. Um, they're local, you know, just standard covers of, you know, popular metal songs. The uh, singer was dressed up as Axl Rose. Yeah, <laughs> they had a really good energy. They seemed... They seemed newer, and I don't think they actually were that much newer, but they seemed like a great bar band, and, like, I mean that in a very positive way. Like, yeah. a show where it's like, oh, yeah, we're playing at some beer and cheese festival, because, again, Midwestern, <laughs> and they're there? Yeah, I would be down for that. That sounds super cool. Yeah, they were fun. They were aware of where they were and able to, you know, keep everyone who was watching up, up and they also knew that they were performing like four more 30 minute sets that day so they were insane (laughs) yeah it's one of the things that i definitely was curious about because i don't think they could get as many bands as they could so they just had the smaller bands play multiple sets throughout the day i mean i was confused when i saw a flyer and saw the same band two hours i was like are they singing for two hours (laughs) (laughs) no it's just 30 minutes on hour off yeah yeah. hour (laughs) off yeah, so this that was at... The, They're like a palate cleanser. That was at the Jack Daniels Tribute Stage. There were five stages, and the other thing that they the organizers did is they had the main stage that would have first show, and then they'd take an hour to swap everything over, so push everyone out to one of the other subsidiary stages. So the Tribute Stage, and then there was the Loudon Local Stage, and those tended to be much smaller bands, and they, they would play two or three times in a day. So you'd have two or three bands for each of those sort of side stages. Again, nothing out of the ordinary with any standard festival. But if you've never been to any music festival, this would be newer information, I guess. This is how it is. Yes, this is how it is. (laughs) Note, Hunter has never actually been to a music festival. He's been to 
a few concerts. One of the concerts was in his college uh, restaurant that was by a band that played their set in alphabetical order based on the key of the song, because WPI. Mm. They, did do, they did do that. That's Math cool. the band. It was super <laughs> the fun. <band. laughs> they were a super goofy band. It was super fun. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I, don't... I did enjoy you getting adopted by a bunch of drunk people because you had never... You, first of all, you had never seen Spirit Box, who we were waiting to see. For, and then second, you had never been to like any concerts. And they were just like, oh, young, innocent child. Because they were also very drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you are in for a treat. And you were, that in my opinion. That was entirely correct. Yes. Do we have anything else on Rebel Queens? You're in the you're in like the Milwaukee area, and you happen to see that they're playing. I would go and check them out. I think they're in Minneapolis, but yeah, I stand by. Or what Milwaukee. I'm saying. Yeah. If you're in only, the upper Midwest, only Milwaukee though. If they're if you're anywhere else and they're playing, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee. Milwaukee's the only no, no, place that has good good uh, spaces. They, they don't sound good in the other states. No. That's that's wrong. No. But seriously, do go. go check them out if they're you're fun. in the in the Midwest area. The next one, unfortunately, I wasn't able to really gauge, like, an opinion on, maybe just because I didn't know any of their songs. And also, I tried to look into more of their stuff afterwards, and there's not much. They're pretty, they're also, again, local band, but they were on the main stage, uh, and they've been to Rockfest from the looks of it quite a few times. Uh, They're called Sweet Addiction, and are interested in them. Make sure to emphasize that they're a band. Otherwise, you'll just get a bunch of romance novels. <laughs> Street Addiction, Don't book by Jay Daniels. <laughs> Wedding hookups never amount to anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as, as proof of Exhibit A. <laughs> Wedding <Wow>. hookups? <laughs> God, Jesus. Sweet Addiction was fine. They were not really memorable in any way. For I'm, us. Yeah, and... Part of that is we got there midway through their set, so we didn't really get a lot of a feel for what they were doing, and it was also the first band of the first day of mm-hmm. the festival, so it's kind of a, you gotta start it off and you don't really have a good feel for where people are at, but they were fine, uh, unremarkable, as I think the way I would put it. That being said, just because that they, just because that they're like in an awkward slot doesn't be, it means that they've got a lot of, lot of work ahead of them, but it doesn't mean it's not impossible to keep the interest of the crowd. As one of the bands that I personally felt was, had an under, had a pretty rough time in the beginning and was able to like pull it, pull the energy up. We'll get to them later. After them, we had Fire of the Gods, which you really liked. Yeah, I kind of... You I, didn't I, see them. No, got, you weren't no. there, but you like them. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like them just because I've heard them before. They're not something that I would typically listen to on my own time, but I have a bunch of friends that like them. So by proxy, I'm like... Yeah. I know enough of their songs that I'm like, yeah, I wanted to see this band, but sadly I had like schoolwork. They combine, uh, you know, rap lyrics with metal music. Which is always cool. Yeah. I did like how they were, some of them were wearing jerseys uh, for like hockey. I think we, I think we deemed one was like 
Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, one, one was Pittsburgh Penguins. One was a different team from not Pittsburgh. They were a band from Austin, Texas. Yeah, and they weren't wearing anything denoting a, a team from Texas, which I thought was an interesting amalgamation. And it also, to me, because I always look to see if a band will play with a gimmick, it looked like they all came to practice with an idea of what they wanted like the others to dress like and was like you know what this will work i think i've seen one band uh before that did that they're local here in wisconsin yeah uh i don't remember the name for as much as i try but i just remember walking into the bar and i look into the stage and there's these four buff dudes and they all have like a j- different jersey <laughs> and yeah. they're on like shorts and now now is their uniform and i like we spoke to them afterwards and they're like we're are you dressed like that in particular reason? And they're like, yeah, this is how we play. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. It's, yeah. it's comfortable. <laughs> we, we play for comfort, and we are fans of these teams. <laughs> so the one thing that uh, Fire of the Gods did do was they pulled, like, an 11-year-old on stage. Really? Yes. Yeah. And this could have... I was like, this can either go horribly or it can go <laughs> great. Because this kid had a sign that said, play such and such song. I think it was, like, about the new generation and, like, keeping... Youth keep, of America Youth of America. Like yeah, keeping the world in check for the new generation or something like that, which is a good idea. And the kid sang, and he had all the lyrics, and it was awesome. I was like, okay, you took a gamble on this kid, and it paid off, because it didn't sound like shit. <laughs> yeah, it worked, surprise, not surprisingly well, but it worked well. Yeah. And definitely, it was a good moment. It, it was cute. Nice. It was so cute, because the singer is like at least was it break the cycle possibly we don't i I did not write down the name because i don't remember what it was unfortunate but the he he's like like the singer is like at least six feet tall yeah he's huge and he's just this kid are like you know singing to each other and the kids you know he's a typical 11 year old he's tiny it was it was really cute (laughs) i thought and also he could sing sing as well as an 11 year old can it wasn't like he was suddenly he's like a prodigy i'm sorry why was he not doing gutturals (laughs) yeah (laughs) he he gave it a shot and it was definitely that was where it kind of got a little weaker but it was still good like it was fun yeah like that was a moment that stuck out. I was like, "Oh, that was sweet," and that could have totally backfired, but it didn't. I'm jealous. I want to be an 11 year old that gets into into the stage. On, on stage yeah, and sings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you're rich and famous, they'll let you. Wait, hang on. Oof. Oh Ooh. Jesus. Those, those are two tall orders. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the next one was the one I, I if I had to give an award would be the underdog award because. Uh, this was the guys I mentioned earlier. They're this glam metal band called Wild Street. And as Annabelle and I had talked about earlier before recording, glam metal slash hair metal is not exactly in vogue. <sighs> because it comes from a time when one of the main subjects was objectification of women. 
Which I am... We don't like. We don't like, no. No bueno. But these guys avoided that. Like, they're... And I'm not saying songs about sex, like, is verboten. It is fine. It's just when Motley Crue sings girls, 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 that is, you know, I'm just like, why do I want to sing about how much you love to bang women that may or may not be of age of consent? I think these guys, Wild Street from New York... Uh, had a really tough job because they were on the who's on top stage, which was not the main stage. It was like it was the stage below the headliner. Still, headliners were playing like main acts, but not. It was a different atmosphere. Yeah, I, I would say it was the second stage. Yeah, the way it was set up was basically in like an open barn. That sounds bad, but it was super interesting acoustically and super interesting for a space. But they definitely started, and they had maybe 70 people paying attention. It was a small crowd. They did not fill the space at all. And, I mean, they had more than the act before them, but they were definitely an an unknown, I would say. And they were second... So they were at the second stage on the first day, second slot. And that, I, based on my calculations, is a rough place to be. Because people are like... People are still arriving. Everybody's confused. People are trying to figure out where stuff is. They may want to do something else. It took me like an hour to figure out how to get the uh, wristband to go in because I didn't get it in the mail. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, everything was... You could do everything cashless. Cashless. Which was super interesting and super cool. And that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. So Back to Wild Street. These guys, so the singer comes out, and again, they all have a pretty, they're, they're like denim, uh, very hair metal looking. I loved, what, I think it was the, ba- the bassist or one of the guitarists had just this huge, like, long hair and it was all curls, and it, I was like, that looks like such a hard hair maintenance regime, especially right now, because it's so hot and humid, and it was hot. Like this, the weekend we were there, Friday, Sat, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was hot weather, and the singer comes out, and he has, his hair looks like it has rejected gravity. <laughs> it Not is standing. <laughs> it is just standing up. It's like this really artful design, and he's got like eye makeup on, and like lipstick on and he's got this jacket that I'm like I swear I've seen that in an anime before it was a like patchwork denim jacket that went uh-huh. like past his waist oh, like half trench coat almost okay yeah cheekbones like samurai swords yeah. just like <laughs> it, it, he is he has a look and he is going to commit to that look and I was like this is fun I like you <laughs> Uh, they had a guitarist that was touring with them uh, who was kind of like guest because I guess their other guitarist wasn't able to make it. Their, their, like, their regular one wasn't able to make it. And he was wearing all black. Again, it's hot as balls. And this hat with like a chain wrapped around. That's cool. <laughs> it was, and he had like his eye, like, eye makeup on. Oh, they... I was like, this is such a this is such a New York looking band, and I love it. And the singer comes out, he's like, "Who's ready to have some fun, guys?" And everyone went, "Uh." We will give a, a brief recreation of what recreation. the response the response was. Who's ready to have fun? 
It was tepid, if I'm being wildly generous. And so the singer looks at the crowd, and the look on his face was just, you fuckers. <laughs> you mother fuckers. And he could have at least said yay yeah, or something. Yeah, he was really, like, with completely valid, completely valid reaction of, you guys suck. It <laughs> <laughs> also, it was almost like he made, I could see, like, the decision of in his head where he just goes, I'm gonna make you cheer. <laughs> <laughs> and they did a great job. And they did a great job. Like, if they were in, if they decide to come back, which I don't know if they want to after that, yeah. that I would definitely see them again. They put on a great show. Their music is definitely, it's a genre that I don't listen to all the time, but I would say if I had to choose a glam metal act, they're the ones that I prefer over even like some of the bigger name ones. Uh, kind of se- second wave glam metal, which is always interesting. And at least for me, I don't listen to much metal, but it was really interesting. They did they did cool stuff. It sounded interesting. Yeah. I don't remember any of it, but it was cool. It was fun. They they put on a good show, despite having to work uphill from there. And they did, and they pull, and they managed to get the uh, the energy back up. And I just love every time they wanted to get people to start cheering. Their singer was like. Guys, better fucking cheer! Like you could see it on his face, and I, I, because you know he was, they were selling merch later. I got to go up and talk with their vocalist, and I said, you know, like I thought you guys brought the house down. You guys did a great job, and he's like, well, it's really fucking hot, and they didn't do anything, and I was really annoyed, and I was like, I completely valid response. Can't blame you. <laughs> I can't blame you. Like you came out all the way from New York, and like this is what yeah, the pro- people... probably drove here or took a plane mm-hmm. and dressed up for like an hour because I imagine the yeah. hair alone took mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, 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 it's one of my pet peeves whenever I go to concerts and people are not like cheering on because they're just waiting for whatever main act they came for. Yeah. Or if they leave because they already saw the band that they wanted and say they just book out. So I was like, you can always just stay and support them. Like, Maybe you'll learn something about yeah, yourself. Yeah, maybe you'll like it. If, yeah. And if you don't like it, then you now know that you don't like it. But yeah, they're still performing for you. Yeah, they're still here for you and money. But you. Yeah, money, but, but it's not, you. They yeah. went through the process of all the technical difficulties. Um, they could have stayed, stayed home and played for themselves. Yeah. Well, but. <laughs> I guess another thing I wanted to point out that I thought was cool was... They, their merch store, they had a Aztec-themed uh, shirt that I was really tempted oh, to get. I didn't see it. I would have bought it. Well, you weren't there. I, I think, know. yeah, they, they had taken it down before that. And and I mentioned it to uh, the singer's name's Eric. I mentioned it, and he said that they have a big fan base in Mexico. <laughs> so oh, they what? made a, a shirt dedicated to that. And I said, that's, like, so sweet and, like... <laughs> it sounds that's such a cool thing to do. Mexico got some cool shows. Yeah. Like they're having Ramstein go down in a bit. Yeah, they get really Ram- interesting. They get Ramstein and we get Skillet. <laughs> uh, next Feel one that like we saw. <laughs> this one will be real short because the next band we saw was Dead. And oh yeah, I didn't they even write it. They were super aggro and like. They're aggressive. They're an aggressive. Really heavy, really loud, but loud. I, my, I wrote down notes after the thing. Loud for the sake of being loud. 
I, I wasn't a huge fan of them, but it's also That's not really not, my style of music. That isn't your style. What is it? What was the music like? Like, was it like noisecore? When I say fuck you, you say, you. When I say fuck me, you say fuck you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> fine, but it's an it's aggressive. It's uh, it's yeah. it's angry. They definitely put their point across. I, I don't mind it. Like, one of my favorite, like, corn songs is literally the one that goes, you want a single, say, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't <laughs> think there's a... I think you would probably actually quite enjoy it. I, I had heard about Dead kind of tangentially because they had done... Their singer had done a song collaborating within this moment. Oh, and it wasn't okay. bad. Like, that song, it's not my favorite song from their album, but it's not bad. So I was curious about what they said, what they were gonna be like, and I gotta say they kept everyone really entertained, and everyone was by the end of it was like, it's time to hit something. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they also ran into the issue of no moshing, and that oh. would have like it gave a weird. The balance point felt off. I say, but. I say for a, again going to your idea of. You're not there to see that particular band, but that doesn't mean you can't watch them. Yeah. yeah. And it was for what it was and for what we are, I think I had fun yeah. with them. It was a good way to get to sort of the bands we were potentially more excited for. Do you know who Knocked Loose is? Yes. Would you say it's like Knocked Loose? Because <sighs> like Knocked Loose has music sets or at least parts of their uh, shows that I've seen where they literally just... Their entire focus is to start a pit. Like, uh, if, if they I'd can... say if they were allowed to, they would definitely be getting a pit started. <laughs> and like, it's one of those those guy like those singers definitely one of those guys where the tattoos that he has is just black up the sleeves. Like, there's no tattoo; it's just full black sleeve. That they're not hurt. making they're not <laughs> making any artistic statements, you know, and going too deep. But it's good. Lifting Sir- music. It is definitely lifting music, and got if it, you need it. to punch something, I would say turning them on would be a good choice. I'm just going to yeah. drive home with that. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next one, this is when like, the bands we started listening to, I got really excited because originally Nita Strauss was supposed to be playing, but she got sick, didn't really look any further into it. Long and short of it was, she couldn't make it, and that is fine. But the, her replacement, who had a week and a half advance notice to get ready was a diamante who she's been around from what i could gather like 2013 2015 ish she has released one album under a record label and then one independently and in her words during her timeline of being in the music industry she also graduated college so very awesome yeah good yeah. for her <laughs> very <laughs> relatively young to, and, and accomplished i, I I was not singing and I barely graduated college. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she uh, also has a special place in my heart. When I saw that she was going to be playing, I, was, I got excited because when I worked the graveyard shift, her a couple of her songs were on my uh, shuffle list of ha- keeping myself sane. And I did get to tell her that because she was signing body parts. I didn't get a body part signed, but I did get a photo. <laughs> but I got to tell her that. And she's a total sweetheart like such a nice person yeah she put on a really good show definitely had technical issues of getting stuff lined up and getting all the timing worked out had a couple of false starts but 
even through those was a lot of stuff where it was like, we know where we're going. I have an idea. Something's not quite right. We're going to just keep moving forward. I know that she had an issue with her microphone on one part. They in the, in the, right in the beginning. Like first song, microphone didn't turn on correctly. And they had to, somebody ran out, turned it off. But and she got kept going. going. She was yeah. like, she start, she comes out and I was, my brain was still processing her outfit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about her outfit first. This was incredible. I, this was my favorite outfit of the night. I, <laughs> the I, I remember just looking up and going, what? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. She, like, cause her bandmates all were wearing, like they were just wearing for comfort, you know? It was normal clothes. Normal clothes. Yeah. And then the guitarist she... had a choker, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. The guitarist had a choker and was wearing like a black sleeveless shirt. The I might have these backwards. The bassist, I think, was wearing like a white shirt and like jeans. Yeah, yeah. And the drummer was wearing just like she was wearing a female drummer. Female drummer, that's right, was wearing awesome. something normal. Yes, normal for not they normal were, for a rock band. They were dressed for comfort, not for like yeah. a theme. I guess is what we're going for. And she struts out, and she's wearing combat boots, a biker hat, aviators, and a jeweled encrusted jumpsuit, and. Oh my god, that was amazing. It is a look and it looks real, real good. It looked amazing. That and was I awesome. she yeah. she sacrificed so much of her body weight to sweat. That had to be hot. Yes. Yeah. And she comes out and she opens her mouth to sing and you can't hear anything because yeah. the mic wasn't working. And she kept singing. And she, she kept, kept going singing. until it worked. Yeah, and they did cut in like 15 seconds in. Like they got it going, they got it working. But it was definitely like, ooh, that's not a great first step. And then started going more into it, started getting more into it. It was like, ooh, this is really good. Yeah. She has really good stage presence and a lot of really good like the walk around and some of the banter. Yeah. It's sort of, not a lot of it, but enough to keep keep people engaged and give people a chance to swap stuff and she's funny she's uh yeah she she had one line where she was telling us you know and she's saying i you know i graduated college uh my hair is no longer blue yeah (laughs) i i had a baby and everyone went woo she goes no i didn't (laughs) that last one's a lie and it was definitely a i had a baby Realized I can't quite make that joke. <laughs> I can't make that joke. I here. have to actually roll that back really quickly. Uh, I was really excited to see her because she working when I work nights. It's not a fond memory, but the things that kept me from losing my mind, I keep. You know, it's a special place in my mm-hmm. heart, and it's something that you keep with you for like the rest of your life because you're like you kept me going. And I am forever grateful for that. So yeah, and I will say my my basic self really enjoyed her cover of Iris by mm-hmm. the Google Dolls. That was good. That was super super good. Yeah, that was. I don't think that was the best song in her set, but that was the one that I remember because I know that song. So it's like, oh, I recognize the thing. Yay! I didn't know who they were before they were there, and they're definitely not the type of music that I normally listen to. It's cleaner vocals that I'm what I'm used to. I'm usually I have a blast beat and someone screaming in audible language. 
But I, I personally really enjoyed it. I thought they were super high energy. The guitarist was always super happy whenever he hit any of the notes. Um, it's yeah. always fun to see a musician do a little celebration. Yeah, it's, it's either the guitarist or like if the drummer is drumming and they're making faces as they go. I'm mm -hmm. like, yes, I love this. I'm going to steer you the entire set. Yeah. I think that was one thing with like Wild Street was the drummer's literally like flipping the sticks. Yeah, the drummer, the drummer for Wild Street was hamming it up yes. and really pulling it and off. that was fun as hell so yeah and she and I I don't know if these are if the musicians with her are ones that she tours with all the time or if this was something that they literally had to grab last minute but they had an excellent rapport and were clearly having fun working together yeah it was cool yeah, yeah. so it was a really like it was fun for me it was like a nice little reminder Oh, and the, the end was pretty cool where when she went like one by one, like saying the mm -hmm. other oh, musicians' yes. names and they had like a whole solo mm -hmm. to go for it. Yeah. That, that yeah. was pretty awesome. Yeah. And it showed to me like they they are friends or they work well together is what yeah, I gathered from it. It's not like, hi, I am the face. You guys stay in the back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like here is the face, here are the session musicians. It was a lot more of, hey, these are people who are making this with me. Yes, my name is the entire name of the band, these are also people you should keep an eye out for. Yeah. So she's done. I look forward to seeing what she does uh, in the future. But after she left, this was when the crowd knew what was happening and who knew who was next. They, they understood how the system worked. Yes. So. <laughs> and so people weren't leaving anymore. They were waiting. Yeah, you, you could no longer go outside and see the other show if you wanted to see the next uh, musician because... People were flooding in. Yes. And that's because the next one was Spirit Box. Spirit Box is amazing. Yes. This band is definitely newer. They have played their cards very close to their chest where a lot of their stuff re was released digitally, just online. They weren't doing live shows in the beginning because I think it was definitely a side project between Courtney LaPlante and her husband, who I can't remember his name, but I'm sure he gets that a lot. <laughs> Between Courtney and the others. <laughs> Mr. LaPlante. Mr. LaPlante. And they're from Canada, and they're incredible. Like, they're awesome. They are awesome. They've got such a good groove. They've got such a good groove. I'm kind of sad I didn't see them tour with Lorna Shore back when uh, <sighs> Will got with her to sing uh, Circle With Me. Oh, that was so awesome. That like, sounds awesome. Yeah, and we'll probably do, we'll do a more focused episode on these guys. They have a single out recently, um, one full album. That's it good. is incredible. And... They, re and I, I read that no one can really pin down their genre or their subgenre, and I think they like it that way, and I think that's why Courtney and her husband left their initial band because they had ideas that wouldn't jive with like a specific theme, mm -hmm. and they, you know, and so what they've created is so hard to pin down and it sounds fantastic i'm just gonna fangirl the entire time <laughs> yeah they're amazing they're super high energy on stage i mean yeah. the drummer in the back was going at it yeah uh, <laughs> oh yeah 
the, the note that I wrote down was noise with purpose. Like, this is <laughs> crushingly loud, but it feels intentional. Like, they're very much going, this is loud because I need it to be loud to offset this other section that's not quite as loud. Going between her growls and, or like her harsh and clean vocals, like with Circle With Me, which is what they opened with, that soft beginning, come and then it just punches you in the face with her with her opening. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite openings to any song. I mean, uh, at first, I, I know I had heard them. I did not know she did the growls up to like yeah. when I actually searched them. Because... It sounds different. Like, mm-hmm. I, I completely thought it was some vo- uh, backup vocal person. Yeah. It is wildly impressive to see that switching back and forth, being able to be like, cool, I'm doing growls and not blowing out my vocal cords. Yeah. Like, it's, and it she has a, she great, has a show. great range on it. Yes. Like she can yeah. go low and she can go high, which is... Nah, magnifique. It's a great show. <laughs> the one thing I love is watching her getting like physically ready to start belting out the harsh lyrics because you can tell she has a stance that she gets into when she's like she's getting her like her chest ready. Oh well, yeah, to because just, it's super weird. It's You're so supposed hard. to do it in a different yeah. way. And you can see her face like contorting because she's getting ready. And I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> And yeah. It just is like unleashing a beast. It's awesome. It's it was a super cool show. Yes, like that was. They had a great set. I wanted yeah. to mosh. <laughs> yeah, that that stage was the one that if they had anywhere that they would allow to mosh, this is where you would have had to have done it. They but. will probably be when they are currently the opener for the Ghost Tour that's going through the going through North America. It's Ghost, Mastodon, and Spirit Box, and there will probably be quite a lot of moshing. I, yeah. Well, it was also, they, they then got in a van and drove to... Uh, Grand Rapids? Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they had their own... seven-hour drive. And they're, they're headlining that one, yeah. which is, like, their first, like, headliner. Their first headliner. Right, she mentioned States. that, yeah. yeah. So, amazing. This is a really great band. I'm so looking forward to more stuff that they're doing. And now we're coming to the band that I would say... Yeah, I remember when I was uh, fangirling before the like concert that I kept sending you circle with me. I was like, listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back like what, like a year ago maybe? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so good. So in between Spirit Box and the act that we were there for, I was there specifically for Avatar was Lamb of God and... You saw some of it. I wasn't able to see any of it because I did not leave the my spot at yeah, the stage. Yeah, I, I saw some of it, but then I didn't feel like pushing people out of the way to get back to where Maria was. So kind of just went back there. But even then, like, you could still see kind of sort of the screen from where we were standing at. And you could still hear the music. And if you were over six awesome. feet tall. <laughs> if you were over six feet tall and didn't have anyone the size of a wall in front of you. Uh, <laughs> like, I kept asking. Um, we have a we have a coworker that we ran into who was there, and he's over six feet tall, handily, <laughs> and so he could see over everyone's heads. And every once in a while, I'll be like, "What's going on now? What are they playing?" <laughs> <laughs> they started off with my favorite song by them, "Memento Mori," and uh, that made me happy. <laughs> but that's all I can say about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 
Like we said, we were there for Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for good reason. I, I still think that it would have been cool. Because at that point, they only had like three more bands. Mm-hmm. So it would have been cool if they would have just not done Avatar on that top stage and just set up after Lamb of God. I understand why they didn't, they didn't do because it. Because Avatar doesn't... Well, Avatar does do festivals on the main stage, but I prefer them. Like, when I saw the whole setup in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to see Avatar like this because I want to be right up there and I want to oh, see yeah. them. And when I saw that they were going to be on the stage you could get close to, I was like, I was like 10 times happier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I actually... And I think that if Avatar had been on the main stage, I think they would have done... They would have still been a great show. They would not have had the same energy. So I... I needed to step away from the group for a bit, and I ended up seeing it probably 300 people back from the stage. So still in this barn area, but about ah, about halfway back. Even that, having that crowd and that experience of everyone looking in the same way and compressing in was super cool. And you didn't get that from the main stage unless you bought the extra pit pass. Which, mm-hmm. if Avatar had been playing been playing on the main stage we absolutely would have done mm-hmm. but i think that having the main stage being so much bigger i think that you would have lost a lot of the uh stage presence because it's harder to fill that entire space and the stage was small enough on the who's on top stage it meant that you could fill that way more easily with five people so mm-hmm. i actually really think the upper stage was way cooler than anything else I agree. It's just me more of uh, wanting to see Lamb of God as well. And, like, yes. If I, if, if it just, was a hard choice. Too. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you wanted to see one band at the bottom back uh, at that point where people were, like, starting to amount up, yeah. you were going to miss the other one, mm-hmm. or at least not see it right in front. You were not going to be able to see it. You guys were, what, two rows from the front? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, we were there. If you were maybe closer. Yeah, if you were willing to stand further back... Which for Avatar, my my co-hosts were definitely willing to, and I was just like, nope, this we is too many people. Waited one and a half hours standing in a crushed spot where it was already hot. If it wasn't waiting for them, <laughs> we, yeah. I would have waited like two hours plus. So we're get we're there. I'm tired. I can feel my voice going. Everyone is just like packed together and chatting, and I'm just like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And then they bring up the first song and I said it was worth it. It, it <laughs> yeah. was so worth it. Avatar, these guys can put on a live show like no one else can, I would say. I or, love their shows every time I see them. Like they are one of the best. Another one of the best is Ghost in my book, um, but for different reasons. I'd say they're the one of the best in theatrical shows if that's yeah. a description I mean, for, for it for ghost or avatar uh, both yeah uh, yeah where where they're it's also not... so it's just maybe it's a swedish thing because they're both swedish yeah and... that's a weird thing to say <laughs> no but it, it, it's completely fair it might just be how the style of how mm-hmm. it works over there you have american bands usually don't really have much of a or at least the death metal ones that i've seen they don't really have much of anything other than a couple lights or stuff that they can shine. Avatar uh, bought a sign, like a yeah, yeah. light up sign yeah. that they take the, with them. The reason why I say it is because uh, I, I saw like a, a stoner metal band like a couple weeks ago and all they had in the back was like a spotlight. Mm-hmm. And every time they're going to do a breakdown or they're doing blast beats or something, they would just start 
turning it on and off. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> I mean, when we've seen Opeth and Mastodon, they also had their their screen in the background playing stuff. So it wasn't, and that stuff you can't see on any of their like for not for Opeth, but for Mastodon, that's unique to their to their performances. Yeah, yeah. But Avatar was different just because. And I, like, the guy, the deep radio host whose, like, radio station was, like, part of the host of this whole, of the whole festival, gave a bit of a humble brag where he's like, I've been to, like, hundreds of more rock shows than any of you guys. But he did bring it up, like, say, these are probably the best live band you'll ever see. And he's not wrong, because you can't really match this energy that these guys bring. Yeah, like, they get into the characters and they stay in their character and do everything possible to take that to the very very extreme yeah which is super fun to see like you know they're jumping around johannes is like doing fly kicks and stuff johannes eckerstrom is the (laughs) vocalist who has i would say the majority of the energy here you have the one thing that they do that I've never seen another band do is they do synchronized windmills as they're playing, which is beautiful. It yeah. is amazing <laughs> while playing synchronized windmills in opposite directions. It's just like, oh, you've done that a lot. Yes, and that looks cool. It is <laughs> so hard to do. Like they were saying in an interview once that they were like, we had to practice so much to be able to remember those notes, remember the song, like the songs that we were playing and also be doing the windmills at the same time. And they would have like, you know, their notes with them as they were practicing. And they'd be like, you can't look at that. You have to practice doing the windmills. Who cares if you mess all the notes? Yeah, (laughs) this is what matters. (laughs) It has to look good. And then, and if it sounds good, and it does sound really, really good. Yes. Then that's even better. Yes. And their opening, they have done this before for tours, but, and I didn't know when we saw them, I didn't know they didn't do it, but they opened with their song Colossus. And that was an incredible opener. Which is always go listen to Colossus like it was pause this go listen to it then yeah. come back Colossus <laughs> has to be my their music video for it, one of my favorite music videos if not my favorite it's an incredible song it's an incredible music video their performance of it live is it is an amazing way to open it a concert because you have them all standing like still except for their hands as they're playing and you know Johannes is like banging his head but the rest of his body is completely still and they are singing the song because this is what they look like in the music video and it's such a striking image it's awesome yes it's standing at a v at the front of the stage standing as close as they can get and just going into this song and it's really really cool I, I just know that whenever they bring out the snare drum and they put it in the front, I'm yeah, like, yes! yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It works super, super they well. Did do it for, they didn't do it to open for our sh- for when we went to so- see them live back in January, but they did do it. Yeah, the, the roadies came out with yeah. it and put it in the front, and yeah. we are like, yeah, that's Colossus. Yes, Colossus time. Yeah. The other part is, so Johannes is the one with like the 
like big energy. He's running. He's chasing people around the band. He's chasing people around the stage. He's making faces. He's you know shaking his cane at people. But the the sort of like the smaller but more and more subtle person who I think also makes me smile is their drummer John John mm-hmm. Alfredson because John has this kind of manic. There's something manic about him where he's just like. He's so funny, but he's also sinister. <laughs> but he came out at the beginning and he's throwing roses to the crowd. Oh, yeah. And that was amazing. I wanted one so much. I wanted one too. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. And he's like, he's just like, he looks like he doesn't know where he is. And he's just like, yeah, everyone get roses. Take take there roses. I'm out. Yeah. And then he comes back out at the end and basically just clean, like closes out the set. Yep. Which is also just super cool. Like that little... Because they played some clip of music. I don't actually know what it was from. Oh, it's uh, it's like one of those... It's, it's almost carnival music. Yeah, kind of a carnival-y music. So this guy comes out, throws roses to the crowd. I guess it's the drummer. I, yep. I don't know any of the members of the band. Yeah, it's John <laughs> Alfredson who's the drummer. But then at the end of the set, he comes back out and just kind of is like sweeping up like yeah. waves to the crowd yeah. and leaves and it's great because i love him so much it gives this like oh this is what we are here to do okay get into the mindset of this weird carnivaly like here's all this high energy and then now you're done get out yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a theater show it's like if you walk exactly. into a circus yeah. yeah it is very theatrical and I love that feel. And also, Johannes is great, has great stage banter. A lot more than a lot of the other bands, but in a way that works really well. He flirts with the crowd. He is just... He works the crowd so, so well. He is he so good this. at it. And this is not like a one-off thing. This is something that he is a, he is cultivated and can do. And if you ever see a show with them, this is he will just be like, how you doing? What's up? You know, I think you guys, you know, you and I, we got something going on. I, I like you. And it's, it's very it's a- strange to see a six foot four man <laughs> wearing cut off, cut off like suspe- suspenders holding up like half overalls, half leather overalls and wearing clown face paint. Like... I mean, it's it's something that's unique to them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how they do it. it it's still... It doesn't feel like other bands where they're stopping whatever they're doing to like take a break because they're you know they played three songs and they're tired. Um, well, Ghost and Ghost and Opeth have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, they take time to breathe. Well, what I say because Ghost is also really good at it. Yes, but it still feels as if it's part of the show because he's still in character. Yes, it's not something like I don't know. Well, I know I mean, Ghost. It is to, I, Emeritus is a character. Yeah, is. yeah, but I'm talking more like Slipknot, where you know you have them all with their masks and mm-hmm. around. But sometimes Corey Taylor just stops and talks to people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's talking to people as Corey Taylor, not as mm. whatever is going on. In oh the stage. yeah, and yeah. Johannes is Johannes very, is mu- very much separate. the clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's a separate entity on stage to how he is in real life. And if you and it's something that they carry to their interviews as well. Where, you know, and we'll go into detail with it maybe uh, another time, but it is something that they have a character, they stick with it, and then they leave that character once they leave the yeah, stage. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not like throwing shade to Slipknot either, because they, they also have like uh, interviews where they're being absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
a lot of bands kind of just talk to crowd like, hey, I love you guys. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. Who wants to hear our next song? Meanwhile, Johannes has like this whole speech that leads into that song. Into the next song. Yeah, it's very, it's almost operatic in a way where it's like you have your singing and then you have your discussion of, hey, this is what's going on. And then it's back into singing or like a musical, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like if you've seen Les Miserables, yeah, Les Mis- I, Les Mis- whatever I tried to <laughs> yeah. say. No, I get what you're saying. It's, yes. it, it was going to go Spanish, then French, then it stopped. <laughs> Portuguese between the two. Wait, that's not how that. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Avatar was an amazing show. Yes, they did an super, incredible super job. And I would say, if they're ever count your lucky stars, if they're near you, and go and see them. Um, they brought out a trumpet. In the they did. Trombone. Yeah, trombone. Because yeah. yeah. Johannes can play the trombone, which is amazing because he can play like twenty other things. And I'm like, he has more artistic. Uh, skills in one little finger than I have in my entire body. Like, <laughs> I think, and yeah, and I do love how they definitely the band members enjoy just kind of like winding them up and then letting them go. Yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah, it's like it's like a little like wind up race car, and you can see like the not the dread but the gearing themselves up when he like turns to look at the other at Enrique and um Jonas and um not the, the he le- and Tim he leaves John alone cuz John is playing the drums but all the rest of the guys who are playing the guitars and the bass are just like they look and they see Johannes kind of like eyeing them and they <laughs> their face is like fuck <laughs> So they're like, shit, here he comes. What's he going to do? Weren't they laughing at some point because one of the cables got stuck? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, it's all part of an act, and they've done this for, you know, a long time. But you can tell they're, like, getting ready to see what he's going to do to them. I think at one point he grabbed Tim's butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like that man is a, he's like this man is sexy <laughs> but yeah they were fun and so that was like day one but yeah. that was a lot of the main bands that we had gone to see and yeah. you you had to leave which was fine that was fine no it wasn't fine yeah. <laughs> so day one super fun very long day yes like you don't realize quite how much music it is until you realize we just spent an hour talking about effectively six hours of music. Yeah. And, I mean, and we still had Disturbed, and we saw a few songs and went like, yeah, we're just too tired. Oh, God, we, we, we were so like, dead. A song and a half, and we're just like, no, we could we could be sleeping now. <laughs> yeah. We saw, as you like to say, we saw one bit of uh, disturbed song, and we're like, and we've seen their entire discography. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Da-da. Yeah. It, it was super cool. No, no, no. But now, day two, we got off to a little bit of a later start, deliberately. Like, we were definitely like, we need to sort of pace ourselves a little bit more here. So we got there a little bit later. First band we saw was Butcher Babies. Yeah, and I have a complicated relationship with, like, or thought process with these guys. They are fine. My, my thought is they're serviceable. And I like, which is not, a, I don't feel like is deserving for them to say. It's just how, you know, my taste in music differs from them. It is a female duo vocalists with their backup band. And they, you know, and they all play together. But I would say the main, like, draw here 
is the two women singers. Would you agree with that at all? Yeah, at least from what I've seen from YouTube in general. The music is interesting, but not not overly interesting is the way I would put it. Mm -hmm. Like, they have an image... And that image doesn't quite line up with their music, but that's by design, yeah. for lack of a better word. I think this is something that I would have to talk about on, like, a different episode, but it's, like, the idea of, like, female sexuality in metal music is a weird and, like, complicated issue that kind of flip-flops based on who is the one performing. And these guys uh, do fall into that because they are two very attractive women, and they know this, and, you know, and are completely... And they seem very comfortable in their skin. And (laughs) it's hard to put it into words because I don't like the idea of someone using like, sexuality to, like, draw in interest. But that doesn't mean that I'm right by any stretch. And I do think that their songs back up what they're going for. It's not my cup of tea. I am a lightweight. Later rock is my more my jam. Rock and pop rock are kind of where I go for. To my understanding, and I'm looking to my co-hosts here, they're heavier but not as heavy as they could be so they kind of hit this weird middle ground i don't think that it's heavy is the thing i think provocative because yeah based on you know what i've heard and this isn't necessarily what they actually feel Mm. you know they're trying to push the envelope on you know sexuality in music and you know and trying to be again provocative and i just don't feel like they really push it as far as they could and again maybe someday we'll look at this more closely it's really hard to do it when it's like this is going to be a long episode already yeah Um, And and i think to that provocative point this was not a venue that I think they could have gotten away no. with anything. No. Like they they and if that's what you're aiming for, being at this venue sorta of doesn't quite land correctly. Yeah, they're in the and Midwest and they know that they're going they clearly were dressed for comfort, not wearing they're wearing boots for, you know, running around on stage and being able to do like a lot of the energetic, like, I wouldn't say stunts, but, you know, they were like moving to the music. They're clearly having a good time. I liked them more than the band that came after them (laughs) by quite a lot for energy wise. But first, the band that immediately came after them, which is part of the reason why I think they come off, we come off a little bit more negative. Next band was Lilith Czar. And that was super cool. I actually really, really liked Zilith, Lilith Czar. She is... So Lilith Czar has got an interesting history because she's pretty new, but she was originally under the monarch, her actual name, which was Juliet Sims. And she was on, of all things, The Voice, and she placed second, <laughs> which cool you know getting second being on the voice that gets you a record deal and apparently she didn't have enough creative she didn't have as much creative control as she would have liked so she went solo and then she says i have killed juliet sims and i am now lilith sar okay so this is what i've read about her so far the best way i can describe her is a shapeshifter she had an image in the beginning and has now transformed herself into this current image that she has now. Hannah Montana. 
Not really, because she's not trying to live two different identities. Yeah, no, yeah, I guess. <laughs> she, she is playing a character of strong, strong female character, but yeah. playing it in a way that doesn't feel like she's playing a character. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I feel like her ideals or her goals have probably shifted since she started out, and she's now, she's now working on a different aspect of herself. And her music is good. Like, even if this is something that she does not believe at all, and she's just like, it's going to sell seats, it's going to put butts in seats, it'll get tickets. Her, she's right. She's right. She's right. She's very good at it. Yes. She has great stage presence. Yes. Yeah. Her song, I want, or, uh, her song King is yeah. a great song about, like, looking at female empowerment. And I would highly recommend you listen to it. Her stuff is poppy, but I still think it's got a good metal backbone to it. And it's also her stuff is very artist is more artistic, which I find hilarious seeing as who her husband is. <laughs> she was it as artistic uh, on the stage as well? No. I mean, she had a kind of a special, uh, like, definitely a more avant-garde outfit. Yeah. It wasn't, it was not Diamante level. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. But Diamante also, I think, was very much in the, I'm going for glitter, I think it's like glitter goth rather than regular goth. Yeah. She definitely, Lilith Czar definitely had, like, goth queen energy. Mm-hmm. She also did a bunch of instrument switching, which was super yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, was cool. bouncing around stuff, had, I think, two or three different guitars. Yep. Wow. Switch to keyboard at one point, I think, or somebody pulled out a keyboard. It was super cool to see all the different stuff. Yeah. Also did a cover of Seventeen, which again, me being very basic, really <laughs> liked that one. That was really well yes. done. She did an excellent show. We're going to cut to Black Veiled Brides. And I, I'll lead this one off with they. They seem like very nice people. They seem like they have a nice, they, a lovely personality. I liked them 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem here, is that 10 years ago, because they were fine, but the energy just wasn't quite right. They and not just because they were on the main stage. Yeah. I wasn't they, there, but if I were to describe that band to someone that has never heard it, for me, at least, it's like if I were looking at Facebook posts, whenever they pop up in the, hey, you did this four years ago, and it's just me saying some really cringy thing. Yeah, that, that's the feeling. <laughs> I brought my sisters to see them in Falling in Reverse when I was in college, which ironically was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> and I will say the one thing I appreciated was Anthony Bierzek, who is... Like, as I keep mentioning, married to the Lilith Sar, which I just makes me giggle. I'm sure they love each other very much. Like, he looked very thankful, I guess, for the excitement that was there. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good way to put that. Yeah, like, he was happy for, the, like, the, like, the crowds. He was happy that people were there. You could see that on his face. That's one good thing I do like about them. Unfortunately, I don't think they have changed that much since I've seen them. And uh, I would have liked to see some change because for, I think as I put it, they are your first metal band that you listen to freshman year of high school. And that is what gets you into metal. So maybe it keeps a cute little bit of nostalgia with you, but you grow up and they don't. Yep. 
Yeah, they they definitely feel like a throwback, but not in like the a throwback where you're changing stuff. I also think that we're gonna come off particularly negative because their closing song, because you remember the last thing they played, is a song that I think none of us like. And well, there's I, one I, like much like Spirit Box has probably one of my favorite openers to their song. They have literally my least favorite lines of chorus. I like the YouTube video. It was cool. Yeah. It had a bunch of costumes. It's, it's better produced than some other videos that I've seen before. Yeah, metal bands don't usually have the most imaginative music videos unless they are Avatar. Or some really, really weird band that is really into making videos. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, I've seen some yeah. that are just like... It's two different skill yeah. sets. It's like, oh, I'm, an, I'm a sonic artist versus I'm a video artist, and those are different things. I mean, even like Bloodywood. Bloodywood has awesome videos. Yes, their uh, videos are amazing for stuff that they're like probably putting together themselves. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the in but, the end is like very produced, I would say. But the song itself is like you went through heartbreak when you were like fifteen, and you listen to it, and you're like, these guys would be cool in concert. The one thing that they did that I was like oh, that was amazing, was the drummer needed a new drumstick, so he signaled to, like, the, one of the roadies, mm -hmm. and he hurled the drumstick, like, halfway across <laughs> state, and the roadie caught it, and then he threw him a replacement, and the drummer didn't even move and caught it. And I was like, that was amazing. You should do that <laughs> the entire set. <laughs> like, now you should juggle your sticks while you play. I mean, Wild Street Strubber was doing that, and he played great. So yeah. you know, just saying. So yeah, that like the fact is is that a stick handoff was the highlight of their set for me. Is <laughs> I think all I need to say. They're not for us. We're just old. We're not old enough that they're now super nostalgic but we're not young enough that they still speak the truth to power, I think. Yeah. And also, none of the three of us have particularly warm memories of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's the most fair way we can put it. They're, yeah. they're like skillet to me. They have one song. And yeah. even then. <laughs> yeah, and even then. <laughs> well, in terms of skillet. The next band we saw was John 5, and I actually really, really enjoyed this show. This one was super, super cool. John 5, I did not know what to expect. I looked him up briefly, and I saw a guy covered in day glow paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like glowing blue, and I was like, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's like seeing the David Bowie picture with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hmm. Go <laughs> on. <laughs> Go. Have my interest. Yes. Yeah. He used the guitarist for Marilyn Manson for a while. Among left. many other among, acts. Among about 15 other things. We'll skip past this. His He's most well known for, I would say, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. Yeah. He has played with both. And I think that this was the right choice. He takes more influence from Rob Zombie performances. John Five's super cool because he's extremely good at playing the guitar. Yes. Like, that sounds like, oh, yeah, well, they all are. No, he's virtuoso level. So there's a different virtuoso guitarist called Buckethead. This reminds me of Buckethead, but coming at it from the metal side rather than whatever Buckethead rock. does. He's rock. 
rock and anything else and wearing a bucket on his head. Yep. Buckethead's super cool. I really enjoy it. John 5 hits that same okay. note. Yeah. To small sidetrack, when Buckethead first went up, came into like the cycle of like the circuit and everyone's like, who the fuck is this idiot? And then he started playing and everyone's like, bow down. <laughs> oh, it's that idiot. It's That's why he does this. Because we like, remember him now. I feel like I'm starting to build a category of just weird bands. Like, yeah. It's like oh, the, yeah. the one where, uh, what's it called? Slaughter uh, to Prevail. <laughs> no, not Slaughter. Uh, Gnome? We, we Kidnap Humans? Okay. Something like that. All right. It's literally two robots that play the bass and... Uh, no, the guitar and the drums. Oh, like Magic Sword. But it's two robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And then they have a singer. Yeah. yeah. And he's, like, chained up as if the... Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. Kid, we've been, he's been kidnapped. We kidnapped humans. <laughs> yeah. So John 5, like, I saw him and he, I saw a picture of him. I was like, this guy looks crazy as fuck. This sounds like fun. We sat, we, you know, we go in and there's a bunch of screens just like all on the stage and the music, the other musicians are like warming up and then some dude comes out and he's wearing a giant replica of John Five's head, <laughs> like yeah. a paper mache replica of it. And he's like, you know, he's like getting the crowd amped up and then he ran off and I was like, that was weird, but okay. Yeah, it was like, well, that happened. Continue. Yes. <laughs> well, and, then, and then John Five comes out playing the guitar with a giant head on. Yeah, well, it's a mask. Wear, yeah, wearing a mask. Immediately takes it off. Like, takes it off after, like, 15 seconds. Um, continues playing his song. And it's just like, did, well, um, what? <laughs> well, here's the thing. What he had was he had two masks on and a wig. Yeah, so that's right. He pulls one mask off, and the second mask is a. Mu- it's designed to look like mus- the muscles under his skin. Yeah. So it looks like he pulled his face off. Yeah, it's. And super then he pulled cool. the wig off, and then he pulled his other mask off, and he's like, okay, now we can go. And, <laughs> and it, it took like 20, 25 this... minutes before he even said anything. Yes. So there was a little part of me hoping that he just like walks on stage, plays guitar for 50 minutes, walks off stage. No acknowledgement to the crowd. No acknowledgement to anything. Just that's all he does. I'm just thinking of the start. It just sounds like Saints Row. I don't know if you guys have ever played that game. No, I've seen three played. There's there's a couple of missions where they go and heist banks with giant heads oh, of yes. the main character. It's the, yeah, it's the first, uh, first mission of three. So yeah, four. One of the two. So there's that part to it. He's also sounded very nice and very thankful that he was out there. He shredded it. Oh, it was he, ridiculous. He can. Sh- he shredded the guitar. It was amazing. Um, shredded the ukulele. Was it, was it somewhere like uh, yes, the level he did a, of, of like Dream Theater? Uh, yeah. I, I haven't listened to enough Dream Theater to know for sure, but that, from what I know of Dream Theater, it's in that same level of just like, you have spent so long practicing this and so long honing your craft and you're just doing things that I know nothing about guitar, but you kind of look at it and go like, I don't know how you did that. (laughs) How do you have so many fingers? (laughs) Where did that come from? But like a quick costume change in the beginning and being able to shred does not hold the crowd's attention alone, I would say. And this is why I do want to actually see Nita Strauss live in the future, because I want to see what she does. Because what he did, because I 
also I love her work. She's amazing. What he did was he had these screens up and he was playing horror movie highlights yeah. on, which is where the, I think a lot of Rob, that's where like the Rob Zombie influence comes from. Cause Rob Zombie does the same thing. And his stuff is more, Rob Zombie was more like vintage, like horror, you know, where like you have the, the screaming lady in the shot, like in like Dracula or like the shower scene on no one screams in Dracula. They all just kind of stare. But it's like that kind of black and white film, like the, you know, the screaming woman. And then you have like the shower scene. But he had a similar situation. I distinctly remember seeing the boat scene from Willy Wonka. Yeah, it was, it was very much the, here's a bunch of screens showing trippy things from movies yeah. and from shows. And from his own music and videos. And from his own music videos. Yeah, it was... It was a great show. I really enjoyed it. And it finished. He's like, we, they had about nine minutes, 11 to nine minutes left of the set, right? And he goes, okay, I'm going to try to get this song done. And I was like, you've got an 11 minute <laughs> try? song? Yeah. <laughs> and it is literally a highlight of all the of all the riffs you could possibly yeah. think of, of famous metal songs, famous metal oh. and rock. And... That is how you That's end cool. a set. Yeah. If you are a guitarist who can shred like none other, that is how you end a set because everyone loved it. It was it was That's great. Awesome. It stitched together, and it also stitched together super smoothly. So it was mm-hmm. like, here's a riff, here's a little thing to kind of transition between to the next riff. I don't think it was my necessarily my favorite show. It was the show that I expected not at all and it was so cool and he Uh, finished that like amount that montage or that homage with a guy coming out dressed as jason with a hockey mask and wielding a chainsaw yeah just (laughs) just like what if they're backstage guys just kind of wandering in being like ah chainsaw Chainsaw. (laughs) because he's but okay he's clearly a huge horror fan and i also think again zombie does the same thing he had he has a lot of like weird mannequins walking around on stage, a lot of puppets. It looks like a uh, a haunted house cool. like set, and so I'm like, I don't know Marilyn Manson, but I see a lot of zombie in this, and I like it because that's you know I like Rob Zombie. I like his his um, show aesthetic. and I like that he's continuing that because there should I think there should be more of that. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just here thinking about that last song with the whole yeah. riffs things. Oh, you can definitely see it's get it on like he has a recording. It's called Medley. I'll probably listen to it because I, yeah. I know I listen to a band uh, it's called Within the Ruins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their normal stuff where they sing, but they have a few songs that are called Enigma mm-hmm. and uh, Atex- uh, Ataxia, and there's multiple oh, wow. versions of them. And it's literally just them shredding yeah. for like yeah. five, six minutes. Uh, it was en- literally this This is what that was. <laughs> Enigma, and specifically, I think it's called Enigma, is it's shredding, but it has like a little segue, and then it goes into like Mario music, but shredding. <laughs> and yeah. then it does it, and wow. then it goes into, I don't know, Zelda, mm-hmm. and just keeps going. Oh, that's right? awesome. Like, it's awesome. That is awesome. He, like, yeah, I did not know what to expect with this guy. I hadn't heard anything. Him and Lilisar were the two bands that we kind of went into not sure what to expect and loved it so that was awesome see and that's what i was saying earlier if you don't know a band just go cheer for them you might like it yeah and yeah. i unfortunately when saturday came around i was not feeling that like goodwill quite so much and i just couldn't and i saw clips from the uh, uh emotionless and white mm. apparently it was really good great 
What? Yeah. <laughs> I was too tired. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I would have been, they would have been like screaming on stage and I would have been passed out in a field. Just dead. Yeah. <laughs> dead. D-E-D, specifically. Like the band. <laughs> Where's Maria? And then we looked at the hair bells they had in the back and she's yeah. like there. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I would have found one of those giant chairs they had and like fallen asleep on it. But we did see uh, The Pretty Reckless who again they're like the pretty reckless is also on my old revolving list of songs for keeping sane during graveyard shift them and hailstorm (laughs) we missed hailstorm because i we couldn't wait another hour for them to go on i was toast i am old (laughs) yeah the pretty the pretty reckless was solid they they had a good show it definitely seemed like they were a little rusty but they mentioned like in their introduction that they'd had to cancel a couple shows yeah one of their uh one of their guys was sick yeah Um, which is fair we've been two years inside yep the singer taylor momsen is such a fun person because she do you so i want you to guess she's had two significant acting roles can you guess what they are one of them. That's a mean question to ask. <laughs> That's a lot of movies. I for thought we were that friends. Yeah. Okay, one of them. Riding on a train. Name those two rivers. So one of them happens to have Jim Carrey in it, where he played a uh, a green character. Look okay, at the mask. No, the other one. The other mask. Uh, Not the other mask. The, the Grinch. He played the Grinch. The Grinch. Oh. Yeah. He was. She was Cindy Lou Who in that movie, the little girl. Oh. Cool. I didn't know that. I knew that she was in um, Goss- the Gossip Girl TV show. <laughs> she was like a bratty little sister. But I was like, and so then you like go to her and she's like, now I will start a punk band. <laughs> and she did. And I was like, yeah. I love it. She's awesome. That's how you do it. <laughs> yes, this is how you do. I mean, my friends are all the computer nerds. And recently they were like, and now we're going to start a punk band. And I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. She came out and she's just such a tiny person. <laughs> and she, you know, she's got a really great, she's got a very so, sort of a lower register voice and it just sounds really good. And, I, you know, we were at the end of the day and I was just kind of like tired tired and just sitting there and letting it letting the music you know wash over you it was a it was just nice it was a nice just sitting and enjoying this band that i've listened to for like when i just started getting into metal they were like one of the first ones that i like to listen to and so you keep you have those again it's like some of those memories that you keep a hold of and Regardless of where your music tastes go, you always will remember that. Yeah, it's kind of like if I see a bunch of folk playing. Of mm-hmm. course, I'm gonna sit there and listen to them. It doesn't yes. matter if I'm like 30 years old, like later. Are you? Like, hey, hey, yes. Are hey. you? Are you saying that 30 is old? I've been like 30 extra, not 30 oh, okay. years. Okay. I'm like, first fair, of all, that's fair. not too far away. That's Look, coming up. I on was you. gonna say older, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the pitch that makes you old. <laughs> You are. Uh, you, I was gonna be like, all right, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> the Pretty Reckless were okay. Like, I think they definitely were a solid show. It was fun to watch them. Mm-hmm. We we were sitting actually pretty far back, which meant we could see sort of everything going on. Yeah, and it was just it was a nice a nice way to finish it out. They finished their set, and it was very nice. And we kind of both were like, all right, let's go back to the car because we had food in the car. I think we each grabbed an apple ate about half of it, 
kind of looked at each other and went, no, we could we could go to sleep now. Yeah, yeah. Like the escape the fate was next at uh, the who's on top stage, and I've never heard of them. And I was like, well, maybe it'll be like the other two, and I'll really like them. But I was just so tired. I didn't want to get but up. I really, really want to go to sleep. Like I didn't want to get up, and if I and I if I got up, I'd have to stand. And I didn't, but I didn't want to stay in the sun for an hour and no. just let my energy get zapped while I was waiting for a hailstorm to come on. <laughs> And I wanted to see that I, I, that was like, I was really hard to, I was really holding out on that. I was like, it'll be good. They'll be so good. And I just couldn't do it. And I said, they'll be back. Yeah. They'll get back here. They're machines anyway. They tour nonstop. We'll get <laughs> there, to them eventually. There's always a tour somewhere. Yes. Hailstorm will always be there. I am bummed that I missed the pretty reckless in this moment hailstorm tour that they did together. That was probably awesome. That sounded awesome. Actually, I think Lilith Sar is touring with the Pretty Reckless right now, which is pretty cool. That wouldn't surprise me. Makes they sense. Feel... Usually that's why they all go into rock festivals together. Like, mm-hmm. they got tours. Because yeah. I know a lot of the bands that were playing in Rockfest have been playing in uh, yeah. The Rave recently. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, if you're, if you're here... You go to Minneapolis, you go to Milwaukee, hit those up. Mudvayne. Mudvayne went to Mm -hmm. Rockfest and they were at the rave. I just found it funny that, um, was it, is it Lacey Sturm from Flyleaf? Yes. Yes. Lacey Sturm was on Saturday. She's from Flyleaf and she was performing on the same day. She's married to like one of the musicians from Skillet. And so I was like, oh, it's like all the couples are coming together to perform (laughs) together, but the wives have to perform on not the main stage. Well, no, Lacey was on the main stage. Skillet was on the, was a headliner, but on the who's on. Oh, it was the reverse. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there you go. You think Skillet would be in the main one I think I, they are better geared to the who's on top yeah, stage oh, I, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing is like they every night had two headliners but it was the whichever one was slightly smaller played earlier so I played at not for point of comparison about 9.50pm was when uh, Avatar went on and then the main headliner went on at 11pm yep. which was disturbed for the first day yep and we totally gave Evanescence a, t- a pass um I I would have been down to see Evanescence, but not really at 11 p.m. after being in the sun for five hours yeah, earlier that yeah, day. Yeah, you were exhausted. That was that was going to be a lot. That was going to be a big ask. I think the Pretty Reckless was a really good band to end the day on and to end the festival on because it was like a nice, like uh, their song um, "Only Love Can Save Me Now." Mm. Such a good song to just sit back to. It was low key, yeah, just rusting. It, yeah, it was a good way to just sort of. It's like me whenever I go to stoner shows, it's just there. Yeah. I mean, not all of the music is like that. You don't don't need to mosh or like move your head or anything. Just sit Mm -hmm. back, relax. Stare off into some wall. (laughs) So that was Rockfest. But that was our that was our experience with Rockfest, and we had a really good time. That was fun. I would go again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would go. I would go again. I'm definitely gonna look at different um, festivals. Probably in Europe. That's where the bands I like mm. are. In Europe or apparently DC and Florida are having good ones now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be DC, Florida, potentially Texas, although probably Texas, not. Yeah. California is probably actually one of the bigger ones. Like I said before, Just, this oh, yeah, was a very minimal California lineup. for like dubstep and stuff. Not. Atomic, atomic, the Atomic Fest, which I showed you, which was oh. like a combination of Not Fest and mm. their tour. 
That was in California. Oh. It, mainly just how many people are in an area. If you go to California, that's a tenth of the U.S. population. Like, yeah. just straight up, you go with numbers. I mean, Kadat is kind of in the middle of nowhere, but because it's, it ends up pulling from the Twin Cities and Chicago and Milwaukee and Madison. I also think the Wisconsin area is like, if you're touring, you're going to go through there, whether just traveling or not. So no, it's like a probably, good for a quick stop. And Plus, you're probably going to Canada at some point. Yeah. So. Or yeah. you're from Canada, like spirit boxes. Yep. And they're just like, oh, we were going to go by here anyway. Weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> has a bunch of... Fair, relatively popular music fests and music festivals. Like, there's Summerfest down in Milwaukee. I know Alpine Valley has something. Like, Jimmy Buffett's played there. My parents are... Well, not so much my parents. My parents' friends are super into Jimmy Buffett. Of oh. course they are. They're of a certain age. Big in music. They're 30. But m- metal... Look <laughs> <laughs> at But you're, uh... For, like, metalcore and the stuff that we have been talking about for the past two episodes... Not really what we would normally listen to, but there were definitely a couple that we went to go see specifically, and then a couple hidden gems on top of that. It was mm-hmm. super fun. Would do it again. Go listen to John 5. I really, really <laughs> enjoyed John 5. <laughs> like, genuinely, that's one that I've actually gone and looked up more of his stuff and been like, okay, I this this is my jam. This, this is my fine. cup of tea. This is nice. <laughs> this, this I like. It, it fits with the general ovir of the rest of my stuff. Ouvre. It fits with my ouvre <laughs> of the rest of my music, and it, it fits in, yep. which is cool. Yep. So uh, I think that'll, that's a and good wrap. So you can follow us on Instagram at WDYLpod and follow us, uh, email us at WDYLpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Bye.